I'll open these first. <clears throat> of course, yeah, before anyone complains. James. Raph. So I have, I actually have a plan to visit Neon. Oh, sorry about that. ASMR. I have a plan to visit Neon. Saudi. Get that Saudi money. What, um, when do you plan on visiting Neon? Well, is there a particular season or something like that that I should be planning to visit? Well, I think it's just hot all year long. I don't think there's really a seasonal variation. There could be. The plan is pretty simple. And we started a TikTok meeting tree golf, uh-huh. which is kind of, look, we haven't been highly active, but it's golf related, golf themed TikTok uh-huh. for the meeting tree. And the plan is to actually start posting on there. I reckon all we need is like one video with like 40 to 60K views, mm. like nothing crazy, just like get a little golf video away and then put the feelers out, get the connects and get a bit of a Saudi golf trip going two weeks <laughs> Film it all, put it on on the TikTok, fully paid for. By the Saudi government. Like yes. like they're like a little personal LIV tour. By the Saudi kingdom, yeah. So I'm also very, very strict with no criticism of Live, of the Live Golf Tournament. Oh, okay. So okay, so you think it's all fully above board, no problem. I think it's fantastic that the PGA is being disrupted. <laughs> cool, yeah. Neom. Neom. The line. That's another one, the line. Innovation. Absolutely. What do these three things have in common? All of them come exclusively from the government of Saudi Arabia. Yes. MBS has granted it. (laughs) Our friend Mohammed bin Salman spearheads all three in a three-prong attack. Are you pumped to live in the line? Um, I'm very pumped to live in the line. Um, In fact, you know, I've already told my, my property manager that I won't be renewing for 2023. Well, 2030 I believe the line goes live. Okay. I'll do the I'll do the Airbnb thing before that. I'll sort of bounce around a few Airbnbs around Dubai and um <clears throat> in preparation. What's the line? So the line is part of Neom. Mm. Sounds crazy already, doesn't it? <laughs> so Neom is the planned cyber city. Super cyber city in the northwestern regions of Saudi Arabia. Um, And it's going to be the most futuristic smart city ever conceived, if you believe the marketing. Yep, I do. Which I also do. It's spearheaded by Mohammed bin Salman, crown prince of Saudi Arabia Mm. and member of the House of Saud. You might know Mohammed bin Salman from previous hits, like ordering the execution of Jamal Khashoggi. Allegedly. Allegedly. Liberalizing and opening up the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yep. Allegedly. Women can drive. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> movies. Bringing in the movies. This is his little pet project. And it's kind of been greeted with a little bit of confusion by the people of the planet Earth. Yeah, he wants to build basically like a cyberpunk city yeah. in the northwestern regions of Saudi Arabia. And this is being funded by the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. So a little bit of a... Backtrack, what is that? 
So it's the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. A lot of countries have a Sovereign Wealth Fund. Not as, well, Australia does, actually. Um, uh, that was a big cock up by John Howard. Not yes. to get political, but instead of doing, say, a Norway who owns uh, estimate 1% of all public companies in the world mm-hmm. with their Sovereign Wealth Fund, instead uh, we gave tax breaks to superannuation, um, removed inheritance tax and like certain kind of weird capital gains tax adjustments. So no Sovereign Wealth Fund for us. Well, we have the Future Fund. It's not quite the same thing, though, is it really? We don't own 1% of all publicly listed businesses on the planet. Well, speak for yourself. Um, So the Saudi Public Investment Fund is the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia. Obviously, they make a mind-blowing amount of oil money. Mm -hmm. They have like the largest and most productive oil fields in the world, both onshore and offshore. And a lot of that gets pumped into this public investment fund, which they use to make a range of investments. It used to be a fairly obscure and weird process. Now that MBS has been in charge, he, he uses it to invest in a lot of sort of buzzy tech companies. Mm. Like they still own, it's like between 5 and 10% of Uber. Mm. They own a lot of various video game companies. They came in late to our favourite company, WeWork. Yes, absolutely. They own 80% of this podcast, Downround. Yes. Uh, they've made a, a significant forward investment in Downround. And there's lots of different sort of things you can sort of look at why they're doing this. Uh, Obviously, one is the amount of money that's made by Saudi Aramco with the oil wealth is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. So that's one. And they they need to put it somewhere. And the other thing that they're they're also doing is quite clearly hedging their bets for a future without oil, basically. So I think they're looking at kind of the state around the world, green energy transition. If that happens, Saudi Arabia will not be nearly as powerful a a country as it is right now. So they're looking at ways they can invest. So that's why they're investing in so many of these future-looking technologies. As I said, video games are all of a sudden a massive part of their portfolio that they're really interested in, and they own big chunks of a lot of American video game companies. They also own big chunks of your favorite YouTuber. That's right. My understanding is they have a large kind of YouTuber talent management. They do, yeah. I can't can't remember which one it is. They're investing a lot. You're right. There's a big creator agency, at least one, that the Saudi Public Investment Fund has a big stake in. But one of their their flagship product, if you will, is Neom, which Mm. is this, as I say, this sprawling cyberpunk city in Saudi Arabia. When I say sprawling cyberpunk city, I mean in the mind of Mohammed bin Salman. At the moment, it's it's not really anything. No, I did get on Google Maps and... Did you scout out the territory? What does it look like? Well, so in particular, we should talk about the line and we'll go into more detail in a minute, but the line is 170 kilometers long, 500 meter wide, and then like 500 meters tall, I think, yeah. um, line of housing, et cetera. Linear city, yeah. Yeah, linear city, city of the future. You're supposed to be able to purchase, get in there by 2030, eight years away. So on Google Maps, I just wanted to see if uh, they've, if the shovels had cracked earth. Yep. Not looking like they have started digging because I assume, again, with this, you're going to have to go down before you go up. Yeah. I'm no engineer. No, no, me neither. But I did hear around July there was news that they had, they had built maybe like two buildings. Well, um, I mean, I, I saw that there was office sites. There's office sites. There's like residential sites and the people that are allegedly working on this stuff. Yeah, that, and like um, planning things. But 170Ks is a fair stretch. It goes through a mountain range. Yeah. And- as yet, I, I mean, there is no line as yet. No. So the, the line is supposed to be the first part of Neom, this sprawling city. Yeah, and as you say, it's this, it's this linear city that runs for like 180 kilometres. And the idea is that it's a fully automated city. 
So, and you live in like one little section of it. You live in like a vertical slice in an apartment or whatever in the line. And sorry, real time correction. It's 200 meters wide and 500 meters up. And the idea is that everything that you could possibly want is will be within a five minute walk of your apartment yeah. in your little vertical slice. So there's going to be like a whole bunch of communities line up along the line and you can go back and forth on a train. So it all sounds pretty like like a shitty Netflix movie, basically. And the idea is it'll all be powered by renewable energy. This yeah. is not powered by oil. But as you say, the, not a whole lot of progress has been made on this. So Mohammed bin Salman has been talking about He first announced it back in like 2017 or something. Mm. Actually, I think he announced the full project a little bit earlier, but the line was definitely announced around then. And basically, he promised this was going to be a fully automated city, robot butlers, there was going to be an artificial moon, flying cars, the whole bit. This was his promise. Obviously, a lot of people thought that sounded deranged and insane. It wasn't actually going to happen. The counterpoint they make is that we're pumping basically like a half a trillion dollars into this yeah. and maybe even up to a trillion dollars of our public investment money into making this city a reality. Bloomberg did a story in July about this, basically saying Mohammed bin Salman's dream is getting crazier and basically outlined where it was kind of at as a project. And basically it sounds incredible. Basically what he's doing is they do have obviously a phenomenal amount of money. They're flying out American, largely American, but also British architects en masse like architects, designers, Hollywood producers, like guys that worked on production design for like science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. They're flying them out to live in the desert for a few months and come up with cool ideas. And basically the report said this was like a complete shit show. These people were coming in and were getting screamed at by the project manager for not spending enough money, not coming up with an idea that was big enough. <laughs> and they would come up with a completely unbelievable design that could not ever practically be made, and their bosses, who are all these people who are, I guess, part of the extended House of Saud, were like, banger. And then those these people just go home. They go home having made more money than they'll ever make in their entire life in about 12 months, mm. and they kind of forget about it. And every consulting firm that you can think of has been on this. All the all the big consulting firms yeah. have been working on Neom yeah. and, and just sucking up this Saudi oil money, basically. Well, the classic a couple of years ago that came out was McKinsey had advised on creating, bringing back the dinosaurs, Jurassic Park style. Was, was the <laughs> yeah, totally. The concept that was like, yep, sounds good. No, they, Lock uh, it in, dinosaur park. Yeah, apparently like McKinsey and stuff are doing these, these feasibility reports and some of the most literally stuff from science fiction. And again, from the Bloomberg report, uh, there was a report of this guy who was like a, I don't know who he is, he's like a futurist, anarchist, cyberpunk aficionado who lives in California, got flown out to work on it. On the proviso that, that Mohammed bin Salman said, I'm a huge fan of Blade Runner. Can we make Blade Runner real? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that said, you, you mentioned that a lot of these people are kind of top of their field. Yeah. When you click around the Neon website, fortunately, thank Christ, so there's three major areas. The line is obviously that takes all the all the headline, but we're not mentioning Trujenya, the uh, futuristic skiing getaway, mm -hmm. and the Oxagon, the Oxagon, which is more of like a shipping logistics port that's like a floating <laughs> island city thing. Uh -huh. But we'll, we'll focus on the line here. You click around the landing pages. Thankfully, they've got key people who are working on it. And one thing I noticed when you're looking at like the general managers or director of infrastructure, etc. There's a lot of Australians, mm -hmm. a lot of Australians who- 
Australians I don't can, know. can smell a scam from a mile <laughs> off and they converge on it. A lot of Australians who used to work in the Australian real estate sector, uh-huh. many, many, many Australians who worked in the... And, you know, you, you can click through to some of these people's profiles or do a bit of a swift Google search. I'm, you know, I'm a researcher now, you know, for this podcast. Uh-huh. And you'll find presumably very highly paid directors, uh, one of whom from Perth, go to his Instagram, 60-odd followers. It's just him <laughs> at Perth's own birdcage during spring carnival, <laughs> just taking selfies with... B-grade celebrities at a bar in Perth for five days straight, and that's all that his Instagram is. There's like he started it at the beginning of spring racing season and hasn't posted since. And now he's building a futuristic city in the Arabian desert. Yeah, now he's presumably being paid like 1.5 mil minimum a year, and also I'm sure that like all of the consultants that he's bringing in, he's kind of getting. In. I'm sorry, I can't make accusations like. That. No, of course not. But I look, you know, there's there's, a there's few, money to be made. There's money to be made, and if you're not if you are not in Saudi Arabia right now, reaping the spoils of this project, you're an idiot. Is yeah. what I'm saying. You're an idiot. It's really good though because it ticks a lot of boxes, right? Like all about green energy, yeah, creativity hubs, tech. Like yep. the line is going to be the city of the future. Nine million people are going to live in this line. This hundred and seventy kilometers—that's incredible. Long line. They have fantastic animations where on the website it's like, "What if you squished Manhattan into two hundred meters wide and five hundred meters tall?" It's like I wouldn't, but go on. <laughs> and they show it. They yeah. show it. A lot of people have been exposed to this because, again. Oil money is being pumped into basically like social media ads. Yeah. For people to look at these like 3D renders of a city that's definitely not going to be built by 2030, to, to say the least. Uh, and it's just like one of those things where like I became obsessed with neon stuff years ago when that when they were first like talking about it. Um, and it's such like incredible just like culmination of every like bit of like bizarre tech thinking, as you say, these weird consulting fever dreams that they have where they do these kind of like theoretical, you know, oh, like the house of the future is going to look like this. And it's not really based on anything except consultants having a wank or whatever, except this is backed by basically a man-child who like is obsessed with like video games and science fiction and is also like the power behind the throne in Saudi Arabia and has more capital to execute this bizarre vision than like anyone else on the planet, basically. No, I mean it could happen. Money makes shit happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there, but I don't know if this will. But we need to do predictions here. We need to speculate okay. wildly. Obviously, my first speculation is that I will be in Saudi Arabia next year, playing golf courses, reaping this. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said, like you need to get involved in this right now. You, yep. If you're not getting paid by the Saudis, what are you doing? I'm imagining like a golf course that has like gigantic installa- like artistic installations, like. Over it, yeah. basically, like like the cloud arch. Oh, my. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Yeah. And you're like, there's like a photo taken from ages away, and you're like a minuscule figure, and there's like the gigantic artworks as you're tearing off the green. Yeah, would that not be amazing? With a drone over, the, uh, starting close to me, about to hit the ball from yep. above, and just like zooming out. Yeah, and it like sends it to you as soon as you finish. Yeah. So that's prediction one. I'll be there doing that. Okay. And I'll update you when I get back next sure. year. Okay. But prediction two, what is going to become of the line? Um, Surely they've got to start building it. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Like, it does seem like an existential problem for Saudi Arabia. Like, they're basically one of the wealthiest countries per capita or whatever in the world. They have an absurd amount of money. Yeah. And, like, they can see the dark clouds on the horizon. Yeah. The green energy transition is, like, coming one way or another. Yeah. Whether it ends up being... 
you know, nice green power like wind and solar, whether it's nuclear or whatever, it feels like- Oil's on the way out. Oil's on the way out, electric cars, whatever. So you've got to do something. Mm. A lot of countries have made the transition from being like extractive resource economies or like productive economies to being like service economies. Yeah. They have to do it on like an unbelievably accelerated time frame. Yeah. And they can see the train coming at them. But like it's hard to imagine. Well, I don't think any of this stuff is possible. <laughs> it's so insane. Like, like I said, one of the things they said is they wanted to build like an artificial moon that like floats above Neom and you can like go visit it. Like, <laughs> and this is something that MBS seems to think will actually happen. So I don't know. Like, mate, like mate, on the other side of the coin, Dubai 30 years ago was desert. Mm. There was no Dubai like 30 years ago, basically. Yeah. And now it's like one of the most insane futuristic city. I mean, I. It sucks in a lot of ways. And, like, a lot of people had to, like, die to make that happen. Yeah. But, like, they were able to will this, like, futuristic city out of nothing. Yeah. So it could happen. It's just I, I'm sceptical it will take the form that they think. I'm just kind of imagining a huge apartment block, basically, incredibly tall but, like, weirdly wide, Soviet-era style uh-huh. that goes for about 750 metres. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then kind of neom abandoned. Never abandoned. The other, the other like part that I forgot to mention was that they're making this whole big thing about look, we've got this undeveloped patch of like desert that we can turn into this cyber city. There was actually like an indigenous tribe living there, like a indigenous population. Mm. But apparently, according to the Bloomberg article, there were like gun battles as they were being evicted over neon over the over the landscape. Well, is that maybe not just a sign of things to come? Oh, possibly. You know, we would call that foreshadowing. Yeah. If this was a terrible little Netflix movie. Maybe this city of the future will, you know, once the climate wars happen, this will be the most in-demand space on the entire planet. And I've already put down a deposit uh-huh. for my apartment. I'll see you there. 